Don't ever stifle my criteria, criteria creativity. Don't you stifle my flute. God damn it. <laughs> Don't you ever. Don't you ever stifle my crea- creativity. I said it again. Don't you I can't stifle get it my out. creativity. <laughs> you do I not just... have the authority to stifle my creativity. I just can't get it out. Let's hope this didn't go bad. Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. This South Park. <laughs> what are these from? It's from that luau party? Nope. Way before that. <laughs> it looks cool. It smells pretty good. The world was big and cruel, and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad. Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds. And they left the gray old square world behind. Nerdy Thursday, you're the man, I hope you'll awesome. be my friend. Welcome everybody to See You Next Tuesday, a South Park podcast by Nerdy Thursday, boys, um, when we feel like it. <laughs> I'm Sean. Ashley. I'm Mitch. I'm going to start that over. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everybody to See You Next Tuesday, a South Park podcast by the boys that bring you Nerdy Thursday. I'm Sean. I'm Mitch. And we're here to talk about episode 13, the season finale. Season, season one. But a boom finale of South Park. Yep, yep. Guys, a little background. Uh, just in case you're new to this episode, we go through episode by episode uh, for each season. And we keep it a very condensed episode, about 15 to 25 minutes long. We just talk about what happened in the show. We rate Kenny's death, say what our favorite part and our character was, and then rate the show. Mitch, what are we drinking today? Oh, dude, just a delicious palm breeze, <laughs> ruby red citrus, a sparkling alcoholic spritz. <laughs> it's a stunning 4.5%. And like I said earlier, it tastes just like Fresca. <laughs> Dude, I am so surprised that that isn't completely flat. It's from uh, Rochester. That's got it. Or Memphis, Tennessee. Or La Crosse, Wisconsin. Mm. One of the three. A couple of different packaging facilities. It could have also been in uh, Chicago. Yep. Also, copyright 2014, so <laughs> it's probably about when it was made. <laughs> This might be June 15th here on the, the date, too. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. Probably a, probably a summer party or something. Smells good. Yeah, tastes good. Tastes good. I like it. All right. What's the name of this episode? Carmen's Mom's a Slut. Carmen's Mom's a Slut. All right, guys. Let's get right into the nitty-gritty here. Carmen's Mom's is a slut. Is a uh, mystery. Oh, I thought you were just stating it. And, like, yeah, summed it up. It's an action adventure mystery story, mm-hmm. uh, starring Cartman as your as your hero, as he goes through the mystery of trying to find out who his dad is. Now, there's two different parallel stories going on right now. You got Cartman trying to go through and find out who his dad is. Yep. And then the other story are the boys, uh, the other ones. Kenny, Kyle, Stan. Stan's the one in the blue hat. Nice. 
Yes. Glad you've been practicing. It only took one season. (laughs) Ah. Uh, They are tasked with trying to figure out what's wrong with Cartman. Because Cartman's been acting funny. You know, Cartman, he's not going to open up to people. He's having tea parties in the backyard. Listen, as the poster says in Mr. Mackey's office, if you don't have a dad, you're a bastard. It's true. The the father-son dance is coming up soon. (laughs) Yeah. So he needs somebody to go with. Oh, my God. So, they find out that Cartman's not hasn't been going to school, so Cartman's mom says, go check the backyard. Cartman's out there having a tea party with a bunch of stuffed animals. That was, the way to do it. You know what that scene reminded me of? I can only imagine. That scene in Toy Story when Buzz Lightyear uh, realizes that his life's been a lie. Oh, gotcha. And then he starts having a, a tea party. Well, he ends up at that little girl's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sid's house. But his sister? Yep. Um, isn't one of them Mrs. Pricklepot, Pricklepot or something? Maybe. Which sounds remember, very similar to one of the... To Polly Prissy Pants? Yes, that's the one. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about right now. This was my first time seeing this episode. <clears throat> so they go and see Mr. Garrison and talk to him, not Mr. Garrison, Mr. Mackey, Yeah. and talk to him about, you know, how concerned they are, and he gives them a video camera. So they start filming this while they try to figure out what's going on. Well, it's the best way to, you know, be able to see what people are doing mm. without actually being there in person. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about their storyline or Cartman's first? Well, since basically their whole storyline's off of this, we'll talk about that now. Because what they do is they, like you said, film his little tea party. Mm-hmm. And then while they're sitting around, because they're not in this episode a whole lot. So they kind of just sit around watching uh, America's Stupidest Videos. With Bob, with, Saget. With Bob Saget. And uh, it always pops up. And everybody always thought about doing this. Actually sending in a video for that and winning the $10,000. Mm-hmm. But they actually do it with their Cartman video of him in the tea party. Yeah. And get to the final three. Yeah. Which was the grand prize was going to be ten thousand, with the runners up getting three thousand. Yeah, cool. All right, well, yeah, I feel like that's fair to just get into the Cartman's thing. So we learn why Cartman's all depressed within the first couple episode or couple minutes of the episode when he asks his mom a question, and I thought this was such an awesome scene in the show. Where he's like, "Mom," well, he said he wanted to ask her a question. I got a question. Who never asked the question? I know. <laughs> Stan's got a dad. <laughs> I don't know where that accent started going. No, I like it. <laughs> Stan's got a dad. Kyle's got a dad. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Kenny's got a dad. Uh-huh. And then they just, like, stare at each other. And the cu- camera just keeps cutting between them, cutting to the cat, cutting to them. Uh, and what's your question? <laughs> you said you had a question, honey? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny. So he asks about his dad, and for some reason, uh, Mr. Cartman starts just getting into how sex is done with like hoo hillies, hoo hoo hillies, and cha chas. <laughs> which led to Cartman asking, Who put his hoo hilly in your cha cha? So she tells him a story about Chief Standing Water. Chief Running Water? That would be the one. Chief Running Water at the Drunken Party. What was the name of the party? The Drunken Barn Dance. The Drunken Barn Dance. 
Yes. Man, you are just picking it's up basically, my slack. Big it's, basi- it's basically what we want to throw for an annual Nerdy Thursday event. Uh-huh. And that would fit in perfect around here. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's like a block party in a barn. Yeah. Drunken barn, block party. Um, where you get to see the first instance of this scene being told. It's shown like three or four times throughout yep. the the episode, where she's given around cookies and Barb Brady. It's so weird seeing everybody like ten years prior, yeah, and seeing like Barb Brady and like his training sweatsuit and stuff like that. And uh, she's offering out cookies to everybody, and she ends up seeing Chief Running Water, and she says that he is Cartman's dad. Yeah, because they go for a roll in the hay. Yep. And so Carmen asks where he is. She goes, you know, I just didn't love him the next day, so I haven't seen him since. But he's at the reservation. So Carmen right outside of town. So Cartman, in one of many costume changes, like he had Lady Gaga level of uh, costume changes. In this, this episode, show. yeah, yeah. He, of course, now that he thinks he's part Indian or Native American. Wow. <laughs> They said it like nine times in this How episode. How dare you? <laughs> now that he thinks he's like half Native American, he shows up at the kid's house all dressed up like a Native American. Like the most stereotypical Native American. Yeah, headdress, painted chest. Something straight out of like, you remember when we were kids and we did those, um, did you ever do like a Thanksgiving play? Like, second or third grade. Not that I remember. Like, half of your class was Native American, half the class was... But I would have been a pilgrim. A pilgrim. <laughs> like, something straight out of that. It was ridiculous. Demanding a bike to go to the to the reservoir. And I like... Reservation. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get that. He's gotta get that big old body of water. Big old man-made body of water. He is chief running water, I just imagine. Unbelievable. <laughs> So I like from now on, I, I feel like he's going to use the threat of either give it to me or I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Because mm-hmm. I didn't remember that very much throughout this whole season. Well, no, but it's coming from Rochambeau. Yeah. So coming for, off of last episode or two episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, whenever that was. Um, so he ends up taking the bike, going to see the chief. Chief tells him that he's not his dad. And that things happened a little bit differently than his mom remembered, because she was hammered. Yeah, plastered. So as they're fooling around in the hay, and she tells him, what did she tell him? I want your, I want your gravy or something like that. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, hot man sauce or something. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, so that happened, but then she saw a chef walk in, and like while they're fooling around, she's like, I'll be right back. Yeah, never chief. mind. <laughs> so she goes over and tells chief to or chef to uh, put his tongue in her mouth, and that's where that cut off because that's the last he saw of her, chief. So next thing you know, Carmen goes through another costume change, and comes yeah, dressed like he comes in dressed up like Vanilla Ice. He legit looked like Vanilla Ice with like. A two and a half foot tall eraser, like afro wig, on pie, like one of them rings that covers your whole knuckles, all your knuckles. Yep. It says pie across it. The flavor flav clock. Yep, the flavor flav clock. Acting all ghetto because he's from the west what? side. No, he's from the east side. He's just hanging out on the west side with his G's. 
<laughs> so he goes and sees Chef. I'm gonna go chill with the pops. And he's like, yo, why didn't you ever tell me about this? And then Chef brings him in, sits him down, and then tells him all about sex. Oh, yeah. In, in song form, because, I mean, this is Chef. That was hilarious. Gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you're still waiting. And then you wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and when she comes back and says, Oh, I'm getting so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not what happened, because when we get transported back to the scene yet again, Chef is in the hay. And Mrs. Cartman a little gets diddled by a hat. It does get a little tickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that we recognize, Mr. Garrison, yep. pops out of the hay um, with a full head of hair. That's kind of weird to see. Yeah. And implies that he wants to have a threesome. Uh, so did she. Yeah. But Chef didn't want none of that if it was with another dude. Yep. And you could see Mr. Garrison get a little heartbroken yeah. about that. I guess that. it's only us. Yeah. And so that leads to Cartman going to track down Garrison, who goes, Well, shit, who hasn't slept with her in here? All show of hands? The entire town was there, and nobody rose their hand. (laughs) Everybody had slept with her. Yeah. Men, women, didn't matter. Yeah, the principal and the mayor look at each other like, dead. (laughs) What did Chief call her? There with... Canyon legs, <laughs> a bear with a wide canyon, <laughs> deer whose legs can't close. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Fantastic. So Doctor Mephisto from like episode one or two, I don't remember. It, a lot of throwbacks in this episode. Uh, says that up in his little castle lab thing, he can run basically paternity test. Yep, but it's gonna cost like three thousand dollars to get everybody um, to run this. This brings us back to the boys. The boys have been filming Cartman, hanging out every day. Um, They start talking about the prize money Mm -hmm. because they can send the money in. And the only reason they're watching America's Stupidest Home Videos is because Grandpa has control of the remote. Grandpa cracked me up when every time you saw Grandpa, he had a noose. Yeah, he's just sitting there with the noose ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great callback to the death episode. Yep. When all Grandpa wanted to do was uh, stand to kill him. <laughs> Come on, Billy! Do it, you pussy! God, that's the only that's the only good impression you have for this show. Thanks, man. It doesn't really take that much. <laughs> uh, so Grandpa keeps switching over to that show, and they realize that they have this tape that they can send in. To try to get that 10000 So they end up setting it in. Setting it in. Next day, they're out at the bus stop chatting about what they're going to do with their money. The fact that they can buy a new go-kart because the one that Kenny's working on right now isn't really doing very well. Mm-hmm. And that's witnessed by the fact that the cart just takes off, drags Kenny down the street, through the woods, and onto the train tracks uh-huh. where Kenny is immediately demolished Obliterated. by a train. Which I laughed out loud. That was hilarious. Like, because you saw it coming. You knew it was coming. Um, so they end up getting into the final three, as you mentioned before. Uh-huh. Um, so the first one was a dog putting a hat on his master. Yep. Kind of stupid. Yep. Second one was little boy in a tea party. Cartman's tea party. Yep. And the third one was dumb little boy gets killed by a train. Kenny's death. <laughs> Kenny's death. 
<laughs> Someone filmed Kenny dying. Yep. And at that point, you find out that Grandpa filmed Kenny dying oh, and yeah. sent it in. <laughs> so he wins the $10,000. Yes. The boys win $3,000, and the other guy wins $3,000, but that doesn't matter. They have to then use their money, because they said they would give him money if they won. So now, instead of just giving him some money to do the DNA test for Cartman, they have to do all the money to him. Yeah. Because they, they feel bad for him. I would. Yeah. So anyway, we get to the ending where everybody's in a room. Everybody from the Drunken Barn Dance. Cartman. Because he's paid the $3,000 in the Mephesto. And you get a random narrator. Comes out of nowhere and it's like, we're going to find out who the father is. And it goes Could through it the whole Jimbo? list. Yeah, Jimbo, Chief Running Water, Mephesto, the little monkey guy with Mephesto, the whole 1991 Broncos. Huh? Mr. Garrison? <laughs> I was going to say, he's gay! <laughs> oh, nice. Can't be him. <laughs> so anyway, they're all lined up. We got the envelope in Mephesto's hands. He goes to open it, takes it out. And it basically sopranos you and cuts to black where the narrator would be like, find out in four weeks when we return. <laughs> God damn it. Which I saw in your face that you were miserable. I was not happy. Dude, I want to watch that, man. That's my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Because uh, it leads into next season so well. Oh, man, I cannot wait. I really can't. I think my favorite part of this episode was probably the part where Cartman goes, Oh my God, what did you guys send him? Oh. And they go and watch it. And it's literally, it shows Cartman at his little tea party in Cartman's face. When it cuts Just, back to him sitting on the couch. It keeps getting purpler and purpler. And he's like, like not even in a Cartman tone. He's like, I am so mad right now. I'm so mad right now. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so, man, it was so funny. So funny. Uh, actually, I think another part was, this is, I think, um, it, it was a nice little shout out to Mr. Garrison. Like, throughout four, three or four scenes, when Jimbo's like, nope, he's gay. He, he couldn't do it. He's gay. <laughs> to Garrison, so that was pretty good. I like that a lot. Um, who's your favorite character? Cartman. Just because of all the costume changes and the way he it can't throw, yeah, else. he throws his, you it, know, culture behind everything he walks into. It's amazing. It couldn't have been anybody else. If it was anybody else, I'd say like a chef would be a distant second. Yeah, maybe just because his song yeah. though. His song was awesome. <laughs> his song was great. Um, uh, yeah, that about wraps this. Yeah, season. Congratulations! Thank you for making it all the way through season one. So Kenny's death in the season finale. Good try. On a scale... I was about to ask you the same thing. (laughs) On a scale of one to a bowl of faulty go-karts that lead to your death. How many faulty go-karts that lead to your death would you rate Kenny's death? Dude, this one was so funny. This is so good. I I would give this... um, I'd give it 23 faulty go-karts that leads to my death. Nice. Mitch, on a scale of one to a bowl of um, train carts attached to the to the front of the train uh-huh. that demolish you, uh-huh. 
uh, how many train carts attached to the front of train that demolish you would you give this up? This uh, Kenny's death. I'd give Kenny's death twenty train carts attached to the front cart <laughs> that demolish me to my death. Uh, do you got one for the? Of episode? course I do. Okay, Sean. Not only as an episode, uh huh, but as a season finale. Okay. On a scale of one to a bowl, how many drunken hookups at the drunken barn dance would you rate this episode? As a season finale, <clears throat> this has everything you're looking for in a season finale. Like, it has a great storyline, it's got a great hook, and it's got a great cliffhanger that gets you amped for the next season. I give this 27 drunken hookups as a season finale. Mitch, on the grand scale of a season finale, on a scale of one to a bowl of how many feathers you have in your headdress, how many feathers in your headdress do you give this episode? Um, when I initially watch it, and I don't know what's coming up, I would probably give it a 24. Okay. In the bowl. But because I know... Part of season two, and where we're headed, I'm gonna cheat, and I'm definitely gonna give this 26. Okay. Feathers in a headdress. I'm gonna call you Chief Mitch. Nice. Nice. Uh, If you were in Cartman's position, which of those men would you have wanted to have been your dad? Oh, it's Jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. I like how you threw up your hands in the obviously manner. I would say Chef, man. I mean... Oh, wait. Then again, I'd rather have John Elway. store. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All of the 1996 Denver Broncos. I mean, I went with with one of the main characters, but... That's funny. Probably pick John Elway. All right, I have one last question. Oh, my God. As a season. As a season as a whole. Uh From the first episode to this episode... How would you rate this season on a scale of one to a bowl of Patrick Duffy's... Patrick Duffy legs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A scale of one to a bowl of Patrick Duffy legs. This entire season had the first six episodes that were kind of random because they weren't completely signed. Then the last seven were also completely random. And I think just ideas they kind of threw together while they might get renewed. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very cohesive season. It's got no. some really big highs and really bad lows. Check out Mega Streisand. Yep. <laughs> that, sh- that one was so bad. <laughs> but for how iconic the whole show's become, and even back then, how controversial it was, mm-hmm. you got to give it. 24. Whew. Damn. You realize we gotta have, like, compare further seasons to this, right? Yes, so it can only be better. <clears throat> or worse. We're gonna, we're gonna start going The seasons going are all completely different. But anyway, I don't even remember what the scale was. <laughs> uh, Patrick Duffy. 24 likes. Patrick Duffy likes. <laughs> Sean, for a seasonal scope. Yeah. 
of this whole shebang. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw my scale back to episode one. How many? I think we already used this as a scale too. How many? From one to a bowl of giant ass satellites. <laughs> would you give this season? Uh, like you said, this had some highs and this had some lows. Also, looking at the one with uh, Marvin the Martian, or Star Star Marvin, Marvin. <laughs> and that that episode was also duty. Um, but I did not. There's never a point where we watched the episodes for this show and we recorded where I'm just like, man, I wish we weren't doing this. So I think, with that being said, uh, with the way that this ended, that I'd feel comfortable giving this a 20 out of a bowl of giant ass satellites. Nice. Yep. Well, that wraps up season one. Did you have anything that you wanted to add? Nope. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to season one of See You Next Tuesday, a Nerdy Thursday podcast about South Park. As always, I want to give a quick shout out to CalabungaBreakfast.BandCamp.com, who does the invention of Nerdy Thursday. Another shout out to Brian, who does the uh, the, the logos and the website. Um, you can find the website at nerdythursday.com and you're going to find all of our social media links on there. So go ahead, find those, give us likes, find us on iTunes, reviews, all that good jazz. And I guess until next time, we'll just uh, see you next next Tuesday. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. And everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray And they were sad almost all the time Yeah, they were, and Back in 1952, there were six days in the week You could never know which day was the one for you But I do In 1965, somebody became alive And they had a great idea to make a brand new day It was called Nerdy Thursday And it was a day for all the people across the world Who played D&D and Magic the Gathering And had land parties And it was their very own day for them The world was big and cruel cold and gray and sad but nerdy thursday came up and made everybody glad because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds and they left the gray old square world behind nerdy thursday you're the man i hope you'll be my friend